welcome to Disruptive Intent. I'm your host, Kevin Sanders. On today's podcast, I have one of South Africa's best conceptual photographers, Andre Bodnos. You might know him from his work that he did with Foco Polisicar, Yules and Tustis, the Parlotones. Like I said, the list of artists goes on and on. And like I said, if you go and look at his website, you'll see um, some of this amazing work. And I just had to extend an invite to him to get him to the podcast and get to know how, like I said, this artist's uh, brain works. <laughs> so without a further ado, here's my episode with Andre Bodnos. Okay, cool. So, um, Andre, welcome to the, the Disruptive Intent podcast. Um, like I said, I've always wanted to like love sitting down with photographers and finding out their story and how they get to the, the where they capture the images that they capture. And I thought you're the perfect guy to get into the podcast. Thank you so much, bro. Thanks for the invite, man. Love your show. Thanks, man. Um, well, as I said, for the people that don't know you and uh, maybe just know your photos and that, um, elevator pitch. Who is Andre Bodnos? I (laughs) hear it's always a weird to say things like this. I'm a photographer. (laughs) I uh, did. I specialize in conceptual photography. Mm -hmm. Um, So for people that don't know what conceptual photography is, it's pretty much I I get to create my own world um, and both sets. And that's Mm -hmm. the type of work that that we shoot. I work with an incredible team. I've got my business partner, Maritza Bartman. She's our art director. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, And she's very involved on the creative side and obviously building sets and all those things. So we've been working together for, for years, man. Awesome. Yeah, and that's that's pretty much what I do. <laughs> well, like I said, where, like I said now, now it's, if people look at your work now, they see the the finished, polished, all your amazing. Like I said, if you go, if anyone goes to your website, they'll see some. Like I said, some seriously inspiring photography. I was like, I'm fanboying a bit here, but <laughs> <laughs> thank you, man. But um, as like I said, where did it all start off? Like, when did you decide? Okay, you know what? I want to start taking photos for a living. I want to do it full time, and this is the angle that I want to take in my photography. Dude, it's uh, it's actually very weird with me. I'm, uh, I always tell this story. It feels like I've been telling the story in lockdown so many times. I think <laughs> people are like over it. <laughs> but I, I, I fell in love with photography uh, at a very young age. I was 15 years old, man. Okay. Um, and in art class, yeah, in art class, we could choose one sem- semester if you wanted to do a like X or drawing uh, project or photography. Mm-hmm. Um, and I chose photography. Um, I actually got into so much shit as well because I stole my sister's camera for this project. Yeah. Like there was some, some family <laughs> drama about that. But uh, I've, I've always skateboarding and yeah. shooting some portraits of them. And for ever since then, man, I've been in love with photography. So, like, I'm very fortunate, you know, I didn't struggle after school. To and from there, I went to um, Stellenbosch. Yeah. Uh, and I studied uh, multimedia at a college there. But, um, yes, bro, mm. it was actually just a, a super rip. Well, yeah. we didn't uh, we uh, we didn't learn much at that college, but my passion for photography kind of got me through that, man. Mm. And I I kind of taught myself uh, from there on. Um, yeah, shooting weddings for a very long time. Um, I uh, <laughs> I had to pay the bills and everything, so yeah. I ended up shooting weddings. And I think wedding photography taught me so much about lighting that's actually the main thing dude like i have a lot of respect for wedding photographers um i think they always get the bad rap you know like it is there's this weird stigma that uh you know wedding photographers don't really know what they're doing Mm -hmm. when it comes to like the advertising world and all that and i actually come from that side you know and dude that's really hard we need to know your um ach dude and on the wedding side, I did that for a couple of years, and then I got hot for like, yes, bro, I didn't want to like, I don't actually till this day I don't want to go to a wedding to be yeah. honest. <laughs> but, and it, it started, it started getting a bit of a becoming a bit of a passion killer for me, dude. Mm. Uh, I was just overdoing it, and um, one day I just decided, shit, 
Dude, I, I need to put work out there that I want to one day uh, be booked for. Yes. Um, and a couple, me and a couple of my friends uh, started shooting passion projects. Mm-hmm. Um, and we threw lighting gear together, came up with a concept and kind of made it happen, dude. And from there, things kind of snowballed. I, I suppose the right people saw it. And that's, yes, yes. that's how things happened for me. That's that's insane. That's Yo, that was a mouthful. Sorry, no, bro. That's, no, that's actually that's exactly what this is. Like I said, it's a long form chat to to get to know these people because like I said, ninety percent of the people see your work and they don't know the background story of of that. And the the cool thing that you mentioned is, is so many of the photographers that I follow online. Like I said, I'm I try to focus on action sports photography and and that side, but um, that they, they don't come from a formal background. They never they didn't go to some they didn't get a photography course or whatever. All of them picked up a camera and started shooting and then just taught themselves. And I think that's the key thing to find your niche. Um, it's, it's, you, you, you kind of shoot the way you want to shoot and you get the style of image you want to get. And, and then you start having people recognize when they see a photo, they know that's an Andre Bodnos photo from off the bat. They didn't even have to see where yeah, it comes and that's from. I mean, yeah. I think that's a great this compliment for for any photographer you know yes. it's if your your style stands out and people can actually recognize your work without seeing the name then i think you're on the on the right track exactly. which is yeah. which is great but yeah those things doesn't happen overnight and i always tell people yes dude somebody uh i think it was last week somebody told me how many images gets uploaded per day to instagram yes. i don't even no, like insane, bro. Kind of just yeah. break it because you need to, you need to do something that's going to stand out between all those images that's going around every yeah. single day. Um, and in a, in a market, I mean, that's so oversaturated. There's a hell of a lot of um, photographers in our country alone, mm-hmm. you know. And True. we're sitting with a, a big problem where we also have guys that don't professionally shoot but they shoot over weekends you know and it's it's very it's a very difficult market to break in you know because those guys well fortunately they get uh, salaries you know and they're doing this as a as a hobby over weekends but it's it's there's it's kind of messing a little bit with the industry you know because they're cutting other photographers uh, the pricing and stuff so it's it's you know it's a very tough thing dude you know but uh, respect for anybody that's making it, dude. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, but it's a, that's the that's the thing where, where I'm now because I still and like still I have my nine to five job that I that I do and um, I've mostly worked on fashion projects. Um, people ask me all the time because the the guys that I shoot with is the Jungle Rush FMX crew, and then they ask me, "But how did you get in there?" I said, "Well, I, I sent them a message and said I, I'll shoot for free. When are you guys practicing? I'm going to come to the park and come and shoot you guys for free." I'll, <laughs> passion project with these guys and only yeah. what is it the start of this year was the first that, that I did a paid project with a, a action sports athlete and the all like I said and the all the other stuff I funded myself yeah. I paid my own petrol rented lenses because I didn't have all the equipment that I need and I think that's um that's yeah. that's the part no one sees. Everyone says, no, I want to be a photographer, yeah. but they don't know that actually you have to be in a certain standard to be able to perform in a, in a market like this. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. But the question but that that's wanted, rare, dude. Yeah, <laughs> the question I wanted to ask you is yep. where did the obsession of, of lights come? Where, like I said, people, you have a specific, like I said, how you light. And like I said, that's what one thing that stands out with your, and one thing that I've obsessed with the last while is, is color grading in films. And then I look at your work in the photography side and you, you play with lights. It's like a, it's like a orchestra of lights when you look at one of your photos. It's amazing. But like I said, where did that come from? I'm, I'm actually not 100% sure, really. But I think because my big love is more, uh, I always tell people I'm a, I'm a very strange photographer because I never have a camera with me. Okay. <laughs> it's very funny. You know? like, I don't like. I I I like to control everything. I wanna I wanna be hands on building the sets. I wanna. Con- I don't want to worry about weather conditions and stuff like that. So, uh, um, 
I think it just kind of happened like years ago. I was very inspired by um, a photographer called Dave Hill. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know his work. No, I haven't. Uh, but he, yes, bro, he used to do a lot of uh, comps. Mm-hmm. So you'll shoot, I mean, one image will consist of like 13 to 16 different shots and it's, yes, yes. it's all come together and stuff. But one thing that really stood out um, with him is his lighting, dude. Mm-hmm. Like even I once saw a little video, I can't remember, yes, bro, but it, I think it was he shot a portrait mm-hmm. or something and he was using nine lights or Sure. 10 plus, you know, but Jeez, if you yeah. look at how he breaks it, breaks it up, mm. everything is intended to do a little thing. And yes, yes. in my, my style of photography, that's, uh, I think that's the obsession with light because I, I do use a lot of lights, man. Um, but everything is controlled. Again, I use a lot of grids. So every light is intended to do something, yes, you yes. know, and I love, I love to kind of rather think about, um, lighting then layering with light that's how i think about it almost as if it's a a painting if that makes any sense so i start lighting from the back and you layer your light coming forward towards the camera yeah yeah. um and i think maybe that in my mind that makes sense and that's why i I kind of like the way i do i suppose (laughs) but i think that's that's an intricate part so would you say you build sets to complement that like way you see light so you you won't just build a set and then fill it up with light you would do it the other way around you would like find where you want to light and then build the as the the set as you as you light it or what which how do do you do it yeah look this the set always comes first man Mm. um but we always make sure, I always shoot at, uh, well, most of my shoots in Joburg is shot in Prop Stars. It's okay. a studio in town. Amazing space, bro, because they, I mean, it's, I think it's four or five stories of uh, props, furniture, Jeez. any era, if you want 70s inspired stuff, everything's there, bro. Yeah. And, and then on the top floor of the building, they have a massive studio. So they have, um, they've got an infinity curve and then there is three empty shelves, mm-hmm. like empty rooms where you can build your sets in, which is but, amazing, dude. And the space, cool. you know, so I'm not really ever worried about the space for my lighting and I need to build for the lighting. The set comes first and then, then I you, do light then according to that. Lights, but, yeah. Yeah, but there's obviously when it comes to our clients, there's obviously look and feels that we send out. Mm. You know, everybody knows exactly what's going to happen. Um, yeah. the, I always tell people with conceptual photography, the hard work happens before the shoot. You exactly. know, that's yeah. the, the pre-production is the is the stuff. Mm. And the actual shoot happens like this, dude, because mm. everything's sorted. You need to know exactly what, what you're doing. Perfect. Yeah. And like so then do you, do you do it? Like so does a client come to you and say, okay, they want this look and feel and then you build it or do you go the other way around and they tell you to, okay, we want to shoot this person. You build the set and go and go crazy with, with that side. That's the, this is the, a very fortunate thing. Um, I did. I, I, yeah. We are super lucky because yeah. we've. I think we've got a very distinct style of mm. of imagery that yes. we create, and, and uh, uh, what's been happening for quite a uh, a couple of years, I think now, is people's been approaching us for our style, exactly, which is the perfect place to be in you know so we have creative freedom obviously those uh look and feels and concepts still need to be signed off Mm. but uh they want that look which is which is great dude yeah, I think I think that's the key thing about, like I said, when you said about like a photographer being complimented about having a certain style or recognizing their photos after, like from just from a single shot. I think that's the thing when when you when I like I said when you when you see your photos, you know that's what you're gonna get. You're gonna get something that that has that look and feel. It doesn't it's not a carbon copy of that, but it's got a certain vibe to it. It's like watching a a, mo- a movie from a certain director that you know what you're gonna ex- kind of yeah. expect in the movie. Yeah, that's exactly. Yes. And I must tell you, dude, we've been slapped over the fingers a couple of times for trying to, (laughs) 
trying to push the boundaries a bit too far. But, but yeah, we, we're always trying something something else, which well, is rad. Though. Well, can you share any of those stories or will you get a bit, a bit of a... Yeah, bro. No, I can't really. I don't want to get into trouble, but I have... Uh, there is a big client that thinks we, let's just say, uh, there was quite a lot of emails going around because of something yeah. that we shot. And oh. I actually wanted to <laughs> do it way, way worse than, I wa- than it came out and it was already trouble, bro. So. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's fun. Like, I think that's, yeah. the, that's the key part of, of pushing those limits because when you, when you start getting pushed back like that, then you know you, you're starting to push the limits in, in that sense and you're not just complying to whatever they're saying. You, you're trying to be a little bit edgy if I'm saying like that, which yeah. especially with your type of photography, yeah. you have to be. You can't just stick to a certain standard and play it safe the whole time. Yeah, did but the other side obviously of the business with the musicians and stuff, that is amazing, dude. Like yeah. I just did a shoot with Barrow, Jack Barrow the other day and it's amazing working with him, bro, yeah. because anything goes there. You know, that's like, dude, whatever. <laughs> we don't, like, you can just play around, dude. Like, he's, um, uh, like, uh, I think it's two years ago, he released Afri- uh, Africa for Beginners, the album. Yes. Yes, yes. And uh, we did all the the images for that album, dude. And that was one of the coolest, like, shoots I've ever been on. Yes. And that is that all that, it's such a lack of vibe, bro. Mm. Nobody, there's no bad vibes on set, nothing, dude. Nothing. Yet. Well, I think uh, that's, the, that's the other thing that I wanted to ask you, like, some more about the, um, like I said, the, let's say not the artists, but the models. Well, obviously, the, the in, in shooting for artists, they are, they are the models for that set. Um, like I said, when you go to a wedding photographer, that's the why I don't like, well, I don't want to shoot for uh, weddings because like the whole dealing with bridezilla and, and that stuff. But is it like, so to what extent, what, 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 what do you feel like, so the, 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 so obviously with your, notoriety and people knowing what they to expect in your shoot, they kind of follow your lead, but you still get those environments where people like trying to tell you what to do as a photographer or you don't, you know, at that stage where you don't get that anymore. I, I, like, honestly, I, I, I don't really, I don't get that. Mm. That man, which is great. Uh, if it's, you know, there is obviously uh, before, like I said, in pre-production, you you know exactly what you're in for, yes, which yes, is yes. makes it way better. Yeah. Um, so there's no no weird stuff like that, dude. And I must say, like my client base is all. I always tell people, you know, my my clients turn into my homies. They're my friends, dude. Mm-hmm. So it's there's understanding their brand, and they know exactly what we can pull off for them, you know, and it's, exactly. it's mutual respect and that's, that's kind of how we work about things. Yeah. Go around. So now with all the, all the, like the variety of clients and, and, and artists and that you've worked with, what are, what are some of the, some of the blocks like for your favorite or projects that you have done in the past? It's, it's like, yeah. like the Jack Parrow shoot and that. Oh. Uh, I would say uh, obviously a highlight was shooting Fokov of Polisica mm-hmm. uh, for I, I shot the uh, marketing images for South Medicasi. Yes, dude, that was so sick, man. Uh, we like we burned a coffin at three <laughs> thirty in the morning. <laughs> so it was it was very cool, dude. And then, uh, like I said, Paro is always amazing working with us. With him, mm-hmm. I went. I went to the Paro Fest in um, Utrecht in mm-hmm. the Netherlands uh, yes, to yes. document the, the the festival with him last year, and that was definitely a highlight. Mm-hmm. Um, working with uh, Gerard Rudolph, I don't know if you know him. He's a very good actor, mm-hmm. dude. I love photographing that dude. Mm-hmm. Yes, bro. Yeah. Uh, he's so like you know like that's also a thing that. Um, a lot of photographers always ask me, you know, they, they, they worried about posing and posing this guy and that guy. But in my, the clients that I have, I'm so fortunate dude, because they, 
they performers and artists themselves. So there's not a lot of like yeah. posing and stuff going around. It's mm. there's the set. So if you walk up onto the set, mm. you kind of get the feel for exactly what you what you have to do and yeah. what the mood is. Mm. And with Gerard, yes, bro, he just pulls it off, bro. Mm. I mean, how amazing! I can literally lock a camera off, and this guy is just doing his thing. Mm. Snap away, dude. That's yeah. that's how we get the shots. That's that. Like I said, that's insane to me. Like I said, having that ability to have that type of chemistry with with your with your clients and that, and they knowing what you do. I think that's a cool thing about them. Kind of already in pre production, knowing what to expect, so they show up okay. to the set ready to go to 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 do what they yeah. need to do. Then like I said, some of the other things that I think were thinking of um, uh, your your photos and that. Have you ever thought of doing converting that into a Film type thing like creating sets for 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 long form like said a series or a movie or something like that in that sense. Yeah, look, I I would definitely love to get into that side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, we are slowly slowly getting into that game. Um, I think we were booked uh, quite a couple of times last year for just just to build the sets for TV ads and stuff like that, myself and Maritza. Yes. But um, it's also, you know, yes, dude, on the film side, I really, really want to get into that world. Yeah. But it's all, also, I don't want to... I don't want to be a DOP, you know, like yeah. I, I love my love for stills is so, uh, so ginormous, dude. I don't want to like, it always feels to me like if I'm now going to focus on shooting video that I'm, yeah. that I'm kind of neglecting stills photography. I see it, saying, it feels yeah. like I can't do both. It's mm. too much to take in. Mm. So on the film side, I would definitely love to like, you know, on the set stuff and the light, especially that's for me the that's main thing I would love to do that uh, whenever we shoot music videos as well I never shoot dude mm. I, I direct and I do the lighting and then mm. I work with uh, Ross Maxwell he's the DP yes. and my friend Alan Sayers it's always between the two of them Yeah, but I trust them dude they understand video cameras I'm just like whatever dude yeah. because to be quite honest with you dude I'd I'm, I don't know much about cameras. I mm. I know where the ISO is, the shutter and the aperture, and that's all I need to know. I, yeah. I, like, if you want to go into menus and shit like that, yeah. I'm the wrong dude to ask. <laughs> yes. But I think that's the that's the that's a cool part of it all. Like I said, you don't need to know the technical specs of it as long as you know how to get the image that you're looking forward to get or you want to get. I think that's that's all you need. Uh, yes, you can you can get these oh, guys right. that. That geek out and on on how many what settings and this and this camera has got this and this and that. But yeah, but it's like, can you get something? Can you shoot something unique with that camera? I think that's the that's the main main yeah, point yeah. of it all. This camera's got two memory slots. Yeah, you know how amazing. Yeah. Like for me, is it like? Why the fuck does this thing have two memory slots? It makes me. It, it's kind of like what is that one gonna break? So. Yeah. <laughs> No man, that's a that's a bad thing. No, <laughs> I'm just joking. No, no, but it's successful. Probably gonna lose my sponsor now, man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I said delving, said getting, getting to, like I said, let's let's get into the whole social media side. And what is your opinion of of these? Instagram type of photographers, if I can put them up below that, that, that might be a really blanket statement to say, but these guys that are, they don't actually shoot anything commercial. They don't do it for, for a living, but they, they, these, these influencers, if I can put it like that on social media yeah. and they sell, and they sell these presets and all this stuff. Like I said, what is your opinion on, on that side of the market? Yeah, I did like, I think we've caught like South Africa is kind of caughting up to this now because mm-hmm. I remember we talking like four years ago or something. There was guys with 150k followers on Instagram, mm-hmm. and he's only been actually shooting for a year, and mm-hmm. people then find out that he doesn't have a camera. He's shooting shooting everything on an iPhone, mm-hmm. you know stuff like. Like that, which is not, he doesn't, on the lighting side, he doesn't actually understand anything. But I think 
people started to realize that, you know, uh, those followings aren't organic, you know, mm-hmm. and I think at, at a stage, a lot of brands jumped onto that, you know, because yes. they were like, I know of um, certain, like guys around that would, would be contacted by a big brand and say, listen, okay, dude, here's a car, go around, photograph this thing and actually just uh, piggybacking off their following. But they in realizing it's not organic and it's not exactly. actually helping you out at all. And I think, um, I think slowly but surely those things are being sorted out at the moment. I don't know if that, does that even answer your question? Dude? No, that's, I but, think it just like, went off the, off the track now. <laughs> no, 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 that's, like I said, that's, that's, I think the one, one of my things that was even before I started the photography side, I, I did, um, so it's like I said, brand development and social media marketing and that for, for other brands and that. And, um, that's the thing they always said. They said, yeah, it's fun to work with these celebrities, social media celebrities, but those likes and follows they have don't convert into sales. Um, it's fun to see a guy with, um, like I said, Oh, this and this um, person is now shooting with, um, like a Canon camera, but it doesn't sell Canon cameras in the long run. It's, it's all for anything in that matter or, so-and-so is driving this BMW, but uh, no one's going to go and buy a BMW because so-and-so is driving it. It's, it's just <laughs> not feasible. It's not a yeah. feasible business model. Some people do get it right. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, if you see some rugby yeah. player riding a, a new Hilux, then you want to buy a Hilux or some people do. But I don't think it's uh, – people, brands are very skeptical about it in, in modern day because they don't want to work with these influencers if, mm. on social media. Yeah, I think the thing just exploded so quickly, you know, mm-hmm. as, as if somebody just turned a switch and said, wow, now we have Instagram influencers. <laughs> like everybody needs to use them. I don't know. Yeah. But the switch is off now. <laughs> no, no, yeah, especially now in lockdown. That's that's exactly when you see. Like I said, when I start chatting to these people and saying, "But why? Oh, why is your like I said? You've got not putting it up any content or anything." I was like, "But they're not producing anything or anything in lockdown or anything." But it's just because they're writing off other people's ideas and and stuff like that, and then and they don't have actually any creativity them, themselves. They're just writing off this wave. This this what's that called? That orange and uh, and cyan colors that everyone puts in their travel vlogs. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. That's also the classic. Uh, I don't know. Like uh, it's always so funny to me, but obviously it works, bro. But it, mm. you know, like the classic shots. Yeah. There's always a guy like standing on some like mountain looking over this view yeah. and they're always wearing red they always have red on it just <laughs> works bro <laughs> I always find that so funny dude yeah. <laughs> it's incredible shots though I'm not bad mouthing anything yeah no like some of these just funny people, are actual insane shots sure. but I've actually seen some of these guys that have built careers on social media from downloading someone else's preset pack and, and, and then popping their photos into Lightroom, adding yeah. their presets. And then all of a sudden, like I said, this is amazing photos, but like I said, they don't know anything how to edit those photos. This is my style. Look. Yeah. <laughs> this is my style. Now. <laughs> I bought my style. <laughs> no. I wish it was that easy, man. Exactly. But no, no, but, um, who, oh, shit, I want that say so if, yep. uh, if you get these people that dude like get... I, yeah, so Sorry, just say that again, man. Oh, no, Sorry, no, no. I, I said, like, you, you get all these guys that are influenced by all these looks and feels on social media these days, but who influences your your style? You, you mentioned a photographer earlier, but, like, so in recent, like, where do you get your ideas from? Is it, like, from just other photographers or how? Yeah, look, man, my, like, ideas, like I said, Marita, yes, bro, she is a, she's a creative genius. Mm. Um, so, it's a, amazing uh, like on, the, on my side you know like between us we can sort things out but when it when it comes to inspiration that can hit from anywhere like it's everyday things dude um uh, it's difficult to explain i obviously look at a lot of like uh different photographers work um graphic design illustration any art can yes. can inspire dude so mm. you know, it's difficult to say exactly but when it comes comes to Photographers, um, yes, bro. My 
absolute like dude this guy he's the god of photography and that's uh, Gregory Crutzen dude um he He's the boss, man. Like, he's worked crazy. I mean, like, I've, I've seen behind-the-scenes uh, videos of him. Mm. And then he'll have, a like, a crew of 60 people, man. Yeah. And they will literally, like, block off streets in a town. He doesn't, he doesn't shoot with flash. So yeah. everything is, is lit with constant light. Um, so it's literally he's, – he's creating a movie set, bro, mm. with, like – extras and everything in it and that dude for me is a boss dude he is he also shoots large format film which mm. is yeah. crazy dude um, yeah. i think one of his one of his projects he, he built one of the sets for six months and then took the image six months of building dude yeah that's what i want to do that <laughs> yeah exactly yeah but like said, that's the that's the thing where where um i'm like said now kind of getting yeah, yes the action sports photography is, is cool and that but i want to get tell a story with the photo um I said I enjoy going um, and, and planning a project, and that I did a I did a photo shoot with one of my one of my friends, Vin. He's a BMXer and that for for Dragon Energy, and we went to the Hearty's Dam Wall where that arch is over there. And I I kept yeah. on driving through that, and I said, oh, yeah, yeah. This, this is a perfect place for an image. So we also we stand there guerrilla style, standing next to the road, waiting for the robots to go red, and then he would quickly jump there and take a photo just to because. Yeah, so anybody can go to an event and take up a photo and snap a few photos and get perfect by chance out of a let's say hundred photos they take, they get ten good ones to 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 use. But creating something like that, I think that's what intrigues me. I think it intrigues me about, and that's what intrigues me about your photography because when you look at it, it's not a you can't go and recreate that. It's it's never going to be the same image as the one that you took in that in that specific moment in time, which is awesome. And I think that's what separates well what i try to get to when you become a, a true photographer is when you can create art like that that can't be replicated in, in, in any sense of and it tells in a story and it evokes an emotion i think that's the perfect when you when you've hit the nail right on the head with the photography side yeah good i but i must tell you like recent well just before lockdown mm. um i went on a trip with fuji film mm. to uh, Cape Town um, so we made a bit of a road trip it was myself Tim Willman and all Abrams yes and so obviously and Tim yes bro those those dudes are incredible photographers and yeah. they they shoot a completely completely different genre as to what I'm doing yes, so yes. I'm climbing in the van with these dudes bro and it's just like they're just getting shots everywhere yeah. and it's incredible images but I'm I, I don't like I can't do that at all. At one stage, I said, "Yeah, but aren't you guys like super tired, man?" Yeah. Because they, they, they're literally looking for shots everywhere. I, yeah. I, we build something, I take a photo, and it's done. Yeah. They're like on a twenty-four hour mission, bro. Yeah, not exactly. But I think <laughs> I have mad uh, respect for those dudes. No, definitely. Like I said, that's a whole different style to, to, to photography. And I think if you, if you, I think what, if you can do what you, like you do what you do and then you take that, 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 like I said, seeing a set and you can, you can take that outside. I think that'll be even better because then you can, well, not even better, but like just, you can, you can try and build a set. Um, I think that's what they're doing. Um, so they, they see environment and they see it as you would see a set and then they try and encapsulate the best image. Like you guys, I think Tim, I think Tim, took the photo or you maybe might have took the photo of the of the skateboards and that just lying in the back on top of the bags and i saw that's but that's such a cool photo um I could, yeah from the i think it was on the fuji page they shared it and it's such a cool photo and it's just a skateboard lying on the back of a like, bag in the back of a van and it's but <laughs> it looks it's, like a lacquer road trip though. yeah <laughs> no it definitely does but i think that's i think that's a key part of when you can when you step over from a guy that does it just for instagram and it, and people that can actually create photos out of nothing yeah. I think the, the the perfect thing would be if you can combine those two genres you know mm. so the 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 stuff that Tim and, and Owen and street photographers do but yeah. create your own set but be able to make it look as natural as their images do yeah. that would be 
the the perfect place to be, man. Yes, I think so. Hopefully, one day I can get there. <laughs> well, it's a, I, I definitely think. And back to your point about um, it's like I said, it takes a while to get there because people expect to come now and they walk into Auto Photo, they get a new camera, and tomorrow they're going to be a photographer. But then it takes years of, of, of shooting to, to, to try and get, get to that point. And even actually eventually deciding that you, okay, now, now I can't do this or, oh, oh yeah, I'm actually a kind of a good photographer or actually finding your niche in, in that sense. Like you said, you do the, 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 the your photography and Tim does his and Earl does his, like there's three people and it's three, but all three of them, if you know, it's like, okay, these are photographers, but your photos, none of your photos looks, looks anything alike. In, in that sense yeah I know definitely dude like honestly because uh, the thing with this road trip um, as well was we, we obviously had to document this thing so we were taking over the Fujifilm page as well so um, all three of us were shooting obviously Tim but Tim and <laughs> Tim and all just clapping they doing their everyday thing and yeah they, they embarrassed me man like my my image just <laughs> looked so shit compared to them. and I was like yeah but I don't know I, I don't even want to post these things <laughs> I want lights I want lights give me six lights I'll make you something yeah <laughs> Okay, so now to put you in a scenario where, um, I said, how would you say, if listen for myself, let's say I want to start taking um, Andre Borden or type photos and that, and okay, I don't have massive lighting gear, and I'm an up and coming photographer and whatever, and I need, I want to get to that point. What would your, what would you say is a good point to to start off and 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 work from to get to a point where where basically you are in that sense. Look, man, I think you, before anybody that wants to, uh, you know, one day do conceptual work is definitely you need to work on conceptualizing ideas and, may, you know, like figuring out how to, how to get whatever you envision right in camera type of thing. If you, like, it's not, look, I can break my style of photography up into things. And the, the two main things is light and the other thing is color. Um, and I don't mean just the use of color over flash or anything. I, I literally mean uh, your color palette that you work with. Mm. Um, you know, are you using monochromatic colors? Are you using complementary colors? If you look at my images, you you got you can clearly see there is a lot of thought that goes into color, and that's Maritza's dude. Like I said, she's she's crazy. Uh, so there's a lot of thought that goes into that, and I I personally feel there's a lot of photographers that don't understand the power of color uh, because it's as powerful as lighting. Uh, you can evoke mood. You can, you know, there's so many things you can do. And if you're limited to only shooting to one light or whatever, you, you need to start using these things together a little bit better to, to make it happen. Exactly. Does that answer the question? No, definitely. <laughs> yes, <bro>. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, honestly, it just feels like, I'm, like every time I'm just going off and then I'm like, why is that actually even the question? No, that's like said, that's that's <laughs> sorry. No, but like I said, that's the, if if I do that again and it like it doesn't answer your question, stop me. <laughs> no, no, like I said, I, I I like hearing hearing your your like I said the, the people's train of thought in 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 that sense because it it tells me. Um, like I said, what your train of thought is and trying to get behind how you envision it because there's, like I said, there's no one, no, like I said, all the, all the guests that I interview and that's the kind of the thing that I want to try and get, get from them is and what I want to get my, the listeners to see is how your brain works. Like I said, I'm not a brain surgeon or psychologist in any, any form of the word, but trying to figure out how you see that so you can create that, um, that, that end of, if, if, if yeah, I put it like that. So no, if you rant on it, I'm not going to stop you. I'm going to leave so I can see what, what, the, what the ticking process is behind all that. All right. Awesome, man.
Yeah. Um, like so, so if you look like at the, the the one thing that I that I'm always thinking, I was like, said, yes, you want to you want to build these sets and that. So, um, making it now going more to the business side of it. You said the other day you did the wedding photography to pay the bills and stuff like that. Um, for how how do you see like I said, okay, obviously you now you said you were very blessed and 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 getting all these projects and having these amazing artists to work with, but how do you maintain that to be able to to make a living from 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 photography and that side and getting to the business side what is your experience in that and how do you as a as, as under Borden or maintain that yeah look man we've we've obviously somehow it just kind of works out uh, uh, I have a lot of I shoot a couple of magazine covers and do editorial work as well there is obviously um certain things that I shoot that I would just never show people. Um, I'm not talking, I don't do events or like stuff like that, but there is uh, work that, that I shoot and I just, I just uh, choose not to share it. Um, I think that's also something photographers need to, need to learn, uh, especially when you're starting out. It's very conflicting uh, towards your style, just to kind of like one day you're shooting conceptual, one day you're shooting fashion, and then you're doing a corporate and you post those things. It's very, it doesn't, you know, you, know, you need to kind of, you can't be a jack of all trades. You yeah. might be able to do a couple of those things, but that doesn't necessarily mean post it all over online, you know. Um, yeah. things, people need to think about those little things. But uh, so far, so good, man. I've been, uh, we've been super busy. Um, yeah. I think the last two years, three years, have been some of our best years. It's, mm. uh, it's, it's great. Um, obviously, now in lockdown, it's not going. It's not too great. <laughs> Everybody is is suffering at the moment. Um, and then we also have some plans, man, to start working on. I want to. We start, uh, there's like a, a project that I've wanted to shoot for like two years already and I've never had the time to kind of work on it. So I've been thinking about it in lockdown now um, and whenever this thing is over, I'm going to start working on that and that will be fun, conceptual fine art images that I want to sell as series. Um, okay. Yeah, and that's kind of where, where my head is at the moment, yeah. Mm. That's if it works out, man. <laughs> we'll we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah. just wing it and get, see what lands. <laughs> so, um, if, if it's shit, nobody's ever gonna see it. I'll let you know, dude. <laughs> You can have blackmail footage. Andre, Andre pay, pay me twenty grand, or I'm releasing. <laughs> yeah, I, I want one of those. I want one of those photos that, that no, you uh, would have gotten in gotten in trouble with. <laughs> no, but no. <laughs> we can do. We can do it. Just not for a client, bro. No, yeah. <laughs> but that's actually like this fine art project. It's not going to go down, down with everyone. But uh, my idea is kind of like to. Um, I wanna. I've got the perfect location to do this, but I wanna create a town like so that. It, the whole all the scenes play off in the seventies type of thing, mm-hmm. but it's a newest town, um, and that's kind of the idea. Mm-hmm. And it's the scenes are everything's going to be shot very, very wide. Yeah. So you're thinking of like six. Seven, eight people in the shot. So that's that's where my head's at at the moment. I really, really, really want to do this that's uh, and make it happen. But there's some, obviously, some very technical stuff. Like I need to get a cherry picker. I need to get cranes mm. to make it happen because you can't just, you know, I I don't like uh, really photoshopping at all, bro. I I really suck. Marita is great at it, mm. uh, but even in our work, we. We try and get everything done in camera. Uh, yeah. Anything where we touch Photoshop, for instance, is if we need to extend set walls or anything like that. But the rest is done in camera. And that, that for me, still gives it uh, – how do you say that? It's not – it's still art, if you know no, what I mean. It's basically purist. manipulating. Without- it's not digital art. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if there is something like a digital purist, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's actually also one thing because one of the photos that I saw from, from your your photos is uh, like the uh, Palatones photo, and I saw that like you, you guys shot it in a um, like a squash a squash um, like yeah squash court and um the top window they like said so there's all orange window there in the top and i thought like i said you could have just gone in like a content aware full and like added like uh, remove the whole photo out of that <laughs> but like i said it adds a certain authenticity yeah. to it because it's 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 real it's not it's not produced to a, to a certain thing you yeah can, you can that's kind of thing, that little window was lit like that yeah, when I saw it, it's it is yellow, and I think, but that's normally the color that it's in there. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is playing on a yellow court. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's got these interesting lights. <laughs> yeah. Shame, poor dude. Yeah. <laughs> can't even see the ball, man. <laughs> now, um, so to to the to the other point is like one thing that i that i enjoy doing is like because like i said i'm not at the point where where i can actually well looks at it maybe or maybe not but like i said i'm doing a lot of passion projects and trying to figure out these things and you also do that on the side like i said also things that you never post or never show anybody but you you take a lot of your own your own fun you find it yourself and you you just shoot an idea that you have do you think that is a key part of keeping creative and, and, and keeping motivated and, and, and inspired in that sense? Definitely, man. I think if you, you – know, I, I think that's very important. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the last – I don't know how long. I haven't really had the opportunity to really work just on things that I want to shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, shooting for clients and all those things, but – I think that is amazing, dude. Like, uh, um, whenever I think when you have like a bit of a creative block or anything like that in mm-hmm. photography, you must kind of try and just get out of it by by shoot, shooting something for yourself. Yeah. Because um, I think a lot of people get get a bit stuck and it can get difficult. I must say, like, I've the one thing. Because, dude, this lockdown thing is really like, it's a bit of a, it's heavy for me because I, I um, anybody that knows me, you know, I like, I love my friends. I like the bars. I, lo- yeah. I love hanging out with lucky people, yeah. having a good time. So yeah. I've been keeping super busy, bro. Yeah. I've been, yeah, I've been shooting so much. Um, yeah. And it's just to kind of get my mind off of it. So, and I've been enjoying it, dude. Um, yeah. You know, um, I've been using, obviously using what's on everybody's mind is COVID-19. So I've been shooting COVID-19 inspired images. Um, I'm, I'm currently staying with my, my, my sister in, uh, in lockdown because I would have lost my mind. <laughs> I was on my own, yeah. but, uh, I did a little, like, <laughs> I did a little family portraits, uh, for them as well, dude. And that was, that was for me, it was so much fun because, I get to do what, whatever I want to do. Uh, so I shot this very like Zef caravan family, like the dad's cutting grass, mom is like ironing, yeah. having a wine in the hand, you know, kids are crazy all over the, like, so those are the things that's, that keeps me going and it yeah. keeps me inspired. Um, that's perfect that's perfect so but like I, I saw that um, that shoot you did as well with the with the, the kids in the in the um in the kitchen as well like so that it's like so that's such a cool it's a cool it's a cool shoot to do and ideas to like I said once you actually have that ability to, to take whatever you see in your mind and put it into a photo I think that's I think that's the ultimate um, ultimate thing to be able to just live those out even if yeah. it's just a, a passion project yeah definitely did yes and I must tell you like I was like that I think that image was shot um uh, first week of lockdown or something like that and uh, I've probably shot like something like six shoots in the kitchen (laughs) so I'm a bit over the shooting in the kitchen at the moment and I think in the like end of the second week of lockdown uh, my sister the house has got like a a little garage on the side Um, and I knew they had a caravan but I kind of forgot about it because I never see it dude and then this one day I was just like shit 
caravan, dude. Yeah. And that was like, that was heaven to me yeah. because now I have a new location to shoot. Shooting inside the thing, outside. It's awesome, dude. That's super, super, super cool. Though. Lockdown problems. Right? Yeah. The like, things that make you happy in lockdown. Yeah. I, I call it, I call it a, a, it's a, a Corona content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, to, to, to end off the podcast, like, if... Um, I didn't buy enough beer. Oh yeah, that's that's definitely a problem. Like I said, I think I have like four four uh, Devil Peak lagers there, or Golden Ales, or whatever, left in my fridge. I was like, that's yeah, such a big yeah. problem. <laughs> oh, that but that's gold. Yeah, at least you still have something. I messed up a bit. Like I like that first week of lockdown. You know, I had some uh, some one man isolation parties, and I climbed into the beers. Dude. So <laughs> I ran out of beer very very quick. Oh yeah, shit! Yeah. Yeah, now I think I think it's it's not called lockdown anymore. I think it's just called rehab because we all like I said we we had our stint of our last bit of it that we had left, and now we're just all sober. <laughs> yes, bro. I see all these people that making pineapple beer and. Yeah, and like I said, even the shopping centers that are placing the like I said, placing the beer, like I said, the the yeast and the and the and the pineapples are all in one section, so they can all just buy it. Like when you pop in, you can just grab it all on the go. <laughs> what are they doing there? Yeah, I saw a, a photo of a spa. I'm not sure where the spa was, but yeah. <laughs> yes, this is crazy, dude. I'm just not sure if I like. It sounds so weird. I don't know. Pineapple beer doesn't sound like beer to me. I don't know if I want, I want real beer, man. Yeah, exactly. I want <laughs> a proper beer. lager. Yes. <laughs> so get the fucking <laughs> <This job. laughs> No, bro. Pineapple beer doesn't sound that good. Eh? <laughs> no, shit. Uh, oh, except to end it all off, can you, like I said, if anyone listening now wants some life advice from Andre Bardenos, what what is your like statement to live by to to end off end off the podcast? Yes, bro, that's intense. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would I would probably just say enjoy life, man. Enjoy life. Enjoy every second of it. No, That's probably I, what I would say. I agree with you 100%. Well, that is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, like I said, thank you very much for firstly accepting the invite to the podcast and um, like yeah, taking an hour of your of your day to, to chat on, on disruptive intent and find out a bit more about your conceptual photography and get to know a bit more about your about you. Thanks, man. Yes, this was really awesome, dude. No, thank you so much for the invite. Yeah, no, really? I said, I, hopefully, hopefully one day I can I can be a fly on the wall on one of your sets in, in, in Joburg and see how how like I said how all those amazing images are actually created. Oh man, we can totally make that make that happen. You're welcome anytime, dude. Awesome, honestly. Dude. Like I said, I'll, I'll keep in touch as soon as the lockdown's done. Then uh, yeah, like I said, I'll I'll reach out and, and let's see what, what we can make what we can we we, uh, we can make it happen. Awesome, bro. Like, okay. you can just go have a beer as well. Yes, sounds good to first me. First, have yeah. a beer, and then we get. Yeah, yeah. The first, like the, the first five rounds on me. It's fine. We'll get. We'll go and have a BL three. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm in. Bro. The moment we get that news, I'm fine. Perfect. <laughs> we'll meet up and have a beer. All right. Thanks, Kim. Awesome. No problem. Sure. <laughs> What an insane podcast with such an amazing artist, Andre Bardenos. Um, thanks again for, for listening. And if you like the podcast, please subscribe to it. Please share it with all your photography friends or anyone that would uh, enjoy the podcast and a little insight into the brain of uh, one of South Africa's best conceptual photographers. Um, a special thanks to our sponsors, Alpha CBD. Um, looks at I, you guys um, have heard me before in the other episodes and that I use it on the daily. Um, the CBD helps me keep focus. It keeps my immune system up, especially now in lockdown. And if you use the code DISRUPTIVE10, uh, you can get 10% off and you get free delivery to your door even during lockdown. So, yeah, like, hit up Alpha CBD. The link to the website will be in the show notes. And once again, thanks for listening. And until next time.